Twenty years ago, one man had a vision. It began here, and it would change our world. As the vision grew, we cheered it on. Stood in awe. Held onto our seats. And gave up our hearts. The boyhood dream has come true. We watched with utter disbelief. He won't do the song! I can't believe my eyes! Stunned silence. The Austin era has begun! And sheer amazement. But above all, we've been inspired and enriched by the vision. Welcome to WrestleMania! Sometimes things are so special in your life that words cannot explain. The history alone in that place makes Madison Square Garden special. My family's gonna come there. My wife, my mom, my dad, my daughter. Everything that I've ever wanted out of life comes down to this one day, this one short period of time. My passion, the thing you dream about and consumes you. People are gonna remember this forever. People will say, you know, that match was worth coming back for. You haven't lived, you haven't breathed until you've danced at WrestleMania. Tonight will be like no other. Tonight is the showcase of the immortals. They will achieve the impossible and forge new beginnings. Tonight, men will hunt down their dreams. Tonight, no one holds back. And tonight is where it all begins. Again. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. A brand that smells fear, and I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, and much success. Stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 45, part one of the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. The only place where we deciphered and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us probably the most shitted on match in the history of matches at Madison Square Garden. As it is time to lap check our first look at WrestleMania 20. As always, I'm your host Dave and joining me is Big Sexy Michael Rag. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Sir. Happy Hell in the Cell Day. Always Come seems to find me record on the it day. It always does seem to happen. There's, because there's that many pay-per-views these days, that's why. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do this in two parts, purely because it's been a while since we've recorded. Um, I've been on holiday and shit like that, but we've got so much to talk about. And this is Not a four and a half hour pay-per-view, so it could be an eight hour fucking show. <laughs> so we're going to put it into two parts. But anyway, how are we? Happy birthday, you turned into the three zeros. I did. Um, yeah. Still feel... Still the same as it at 29. That's kind of how it is, yeah. Then again, I've, I've had bad backs and so <laughs> young. Bad knees as I was young. Yeah, started falling out in the tw- early 20s. And throughout, I'll tell you now, throughout this if part one and two, uh, you're going to hear a, a bit of WrestleMania, the rock album, let's say. 
as me and Mike have had a bit, well not me, Mike's had a bit of fun uh, recording a few of the WrestleMania tracks that you might hear dotted out throughout the show, but let's get right into it. Michael, there wasn't a Sunday night pre-show. That's Why can't Mania nowadays not have a pre-show? Because we need to have 19 hours of Mania now. It needs to be 19 hours. I feel sorry for the people who are working in that arena. Oh, They're they... working at least a 12-hour shift. The light, well, like the lighting guys, the sound guys, the, now the pyro guys. The concession stands. Yeah. The merch stands. Oh, yeah, yeah, They've yeah. got to set everything up before they open doors. And they've got to stay there for the when people leave as well yeah. to get that rush of people that have been pestering their parents for the entire show when their parents have finally relented and said, right, yes, we're there, we'll buy the top. Undertaker's one again, you can have a shirt. You can have that Roman Reigns vest at 80 fucking dollars. Um, but yeah, so there wasn't a Sunday night pre-show, but there was, 24 hours before Mania, a Velocity. Okay. Which was obviously recorded on Tuesday. So, do you want to know then what happened 24 hours before WrestleMania? What? Does it have a rumble? It doesn't have a rumble, but Chuck Palumbo opens the card by beating Orlando, Orlando Jordan. Uh, we had, Is it just like defending everyone who's been getting attacked backstage? Uh, I think it was trying to attack someone backstage, maybe, and Chuck might have caught him, or... I don't know. It's velocity. It's like, no whacking people around here, this is velocity. <laughs> you can whack uh, people on SmackDown. We had the WWE Slam of the Week, which was Big Show telling John Cena that WrestleMania would be the end for him, uh, which was two weeks ago on SmackDown. And then we go to commercial, come back, and Big Show and John Cena's situation from the Thursday before is recapped. Uh, after winning the handicap match, Big Show is attacked by Cena, who then poses with the US title, and their match is hyped by the velocity. There was a lot of what you were kind of expected for it to be a Mania pre-show a day before. Yeah. Um, we got a video package recapping the Eddie Guerrero Kurt Angle feud. Um, highlights from the package with Angle saying Eddie is an embarrassment, Eddie beating Eamon, and then Angle beating Eddie. We got the WrestleMania recall, which was The Rock and Hogan from WrestleMania 18, which was fucking brilliant. What, Absolutely one fucking of the top brilliant. 10 moments of all time. Uh, Shannon Moore beat Paul London. Uh, in the, another WWE Rewind, we got Brock Lesnar riding Stone Cold's uh, ATV a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. And then in our main event, 24 hours before WrestleMania, Hardcore Holly defeated Adrian. And speaking card. of Hardcore Holly, now, speaking of a lot of them, on this Mania card, there is a fuck ton of wrestlers. Now, one of the things Tess, that... Diner, Mark Henry, I'm real. Uh, Tess yeah, Steiner, Mark Henry, we can go Matt Hardy, Maven, Hurricane. Oh, no, Hurricane Rosie have a match, no, they're in the tag, tag match. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, Hurricane... He's backstage. Oh, yeah, the backstage of The Rock. Hurricane Rosie, Hardcore Holly, A-Train. There is so many, like... The advantage that they have these Billy. days... Billy. Yeah, Chuck! <laughs> the whole of the FBI! No, Nunzios and Cruiserweights. Cruiserweights, fair enough, yeah, Nunzios and Cruiserweights. Uh, the thing is that these days, um, they do have the big battle royals. So everyone gets a payday. Yeah, they are seen that's as, all it's for. They are seen as a negative thing, because especially when they were giving up, giving a prize and it weren't just a, ro a battle royal, now you were the Andre the Giant winner, you kind of had to carry this big lumpy trophy around and do something with it. And then if you didn't, it was seen as a negative thing, which is my issue with the King of the Ring, where the King of the Ring, it was always done with something with. So like when Brett Owen, uh, Savage back in the 80s, um, everyone that's won the King of the Ring has King gone off. Every, exactly. Everyone that's won the King of the Ring at pay-per-view level, where always went on the yeah. bigger and better and superstardom. So, so having that King of the Ring tag against you, if it doesn't work, it's now seen as such a bad thing. So like, it's make or break. And this is the the thing with like that Andre Giant Battle Royal, but on the flip side, 
everybody got a payday where there's so many people that are not on WrestleMania 20's card. Maven! Fucking justice for Maven. But it is March the 14th, 2004. We are live from Madison Square Garden in New York City. Your attendance, 19,689 folk jam-packed inside. Yeah. Um, well, they had a bit of an, a, a weird evening. Obviously, they had the fun with Goldberg and Lesnar, which we'll get to uh, probably on part two. But they also was like very flat at certain stages where you'd expect yeah. other crowds being such dirty marks. I don't miss the Eddie Angle match. Yeah. They the were, crowd were pretty... They were flat through, like Rock and McFoley's entrances. There was not that wild fucking pop that you'd that expect for The Rock got guy. like on fucking Fox. What did you think? It's been a while since we've chatted wrestling. Let's speak a bit as we do. I love the new stage for Smackdown. Yeah. Rose looks Neither like a fist. fucking skate. <laughs> it should have a fist. <laughs> a fist. Rose looked like Tony Hawk's Tony skate pro tool or whatever. Um, Tony Hawk's world pro skate. Yeah, that's it. But um, overall, it's a presentation. Is, is, I think it's a positive. Obviously, you've got AEW now with their war. Not really a war, is it? They're going up against developmental. Well, no, they're not. They were. They were till a fortnight ago when Triple H came out and said, no, we're now seen as a third brand. And obviously, Skinny Finney's gone back and stuff like that. But it's not really a war yet because it didn't... Years ago, when it was a war, ECW always had a... Ma- sorry, WCW already had an established fan base. Massive established fan base. Yeah. So did the WWF. So when they finally went together head for head, it were, let's see if anyone's going to jump the side. Now, everybody, because everyone's desperate for something different are already hyped. Everyone was going to watch AEW over NXT. Yes, it was, it was always going to be, it was going to be new. But what they need to take into consideration, I don't know if they do, and how important really ratings are these days. Um, so obviously in America, it's the Nielsen ratings over here. It's different, isn't it? But does it count when it comes to like, if you, what, what we class as Sky Plus, if they DVR it, yeah. so and then watch it in three days time. Does that still class as a play on the rating system or have you got to watch it live? Because if you've got to watch it live, that's where AEW, I think, is always going to win. Because WWE's got the network, and everyone's got the network. And NXT will be on the network. Is it on like a two-day, one-day delay or whatever they're going to show it on the network? So, But, but it was live. But we live oh. in the world of recording. Like, years ago, I remember when I used to watch Roar and, Sm- Roar and Nitro together on a Friday night. Nitro started at nine, so you got an hour of Nitro before Raw. And then I were a Raw guy, a WWE guy, WF guy. So I only sleep, skip for Nitro in the adverts. And then at the end of Raw, yeah, end of Raw, Thunder would start at the end of Nitro, so you get the last hour of Thunder. So I could kind of keep into times what were going off in WCW, uh, nine times out of ten. Where now it's it's easily done. You watch one, you record the other, you watch that one after. Or the world of you the internet. Both on nine. Well, the world the world of the internet of that many websites that are available for those that know. <laughs> uh, you can watch them both. Simultaneously, you could you could watch one after the other. Two, 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 yeah. It's a lot simpler, a lot easier these days than it were back in the nineties with the war. So I don't see it as a war. But on a presentational standpoint, I think it's going to be brilliant for everything because it's made Raw and SmackDown up their game. Yep, they need to. NXT. The, my only issue is now NXT is not developmental. What's all happened to these guys that aren't already stars yet? Because that's where they went to NXT to get them learn how to become a star. Yeah. Now. If they're now on TV and you're not a developmental youth project anymore, you're now a TV programme that's got a competitor that's airing at the same time you are, you've, you've got to show your stars at all times. So now I worry for that big group of young guys that have gone from performance centre. Like they keep doing the foreign calls, don't they, from like they go to India, they'll go to China yeah. and get a big influx of these guys. What's happening with these now? Because oh, because in the old NXT that were just on the network or even... They'd have dark... They'd have dark matches or they'd have... 
jobber matches or whatever. Now, can you have four or five jobber matches in a two-hour program that's on TV? No. no. That's that's the issue. But any fucking way. Um, now, did you know WrestleMania, obviously being in New York, uh, they believe that it generated 13 and a half million, which was the equivalent of generate, making 96 full-time, full for one-year jobs. It's a bit of fucking money, oh. that, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's the thing with WrestleMania and just wrestling as a whole. It breaks so much money in. Like the equivalent of 96 full year jobs is a lot of money to bring into one area for one time, no matter what that area is. And that's just how much, especially at WrestleMania, it brings fans, as we find out a little bit later, with that fucking dirty little, let's let's talk to all the English outside and we get a scouser, a brummie. We get them two Irish fellas. Oh, it's fucking, and it's like, but it's them sort of people that will travel the world and spend thousands in that where they're stopping. Yeah. And where they're stopping is usually nine times yeah. out of ten the city of the show. Because there's that brummy who's had brunch. Yeah, yeah I've, I've done it all. I've, uh, I've had brunch, I've done signings, I've done it all. <laughs> there must not be much to do. Um, but also, obviously, the WWE, they, all their guys stopped in New York and they stayed at the Hilton Hotel. And did you know that they set up in one of the conference rooms in the Hilton Hotel a wrestling ring so people like Mick Foley, The Rock, and anyone that felt a bit rusty uh, could have a, have a quick turn at any moment they felt like. Cool as fuck. That's really cool. Imagine staying also in that hotel and stumbling across that room where that ring was, if it wasn't guarded and whatever. Just, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> That's got the logo on the turn. <laughs> Yoink. Um, and also, WrestleMania 20 uh, was the third WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden after WrestleMania's 1 and 10. Um, the fourth of six WrestleManias in the New York metropolitan area alongside, can you name them? The other two. So, we've, we've got, got one. one. 10, 10 20, one, 29, correct, and 35. Correct, one more. What comes after one? Two. Yeah, all in the New York metropolitan borough. Because this way too is taped in two different yeah. locations. Uh, that made so, sense. Yeah, so the show kicks off with the world-renowned Harlem Boys Choir. Um, what did you think? Oh, really low, really low <laughs> really shit. <laughs> like, he looks like Leo Rush. He looks like Leo Rush. Um, we got such a America video package. So as the little Harlem boys are bursting out a tune that no one seems to care about, we get a video package of like the back of a sailor's head, an eagle, a flag. It was like, America! <laughs> um, the piano man, what I liked through that video, he took his chance. He was given five seconds to go and he went for health and leather on that piano. I thought he's fucking brilliant. Uh, but yeah, absolutely no one in the crowd was kind of singing along. We had a few guys that were kind of stood there with their hands on their hearts, but it wasn't like if Lillian was giving it a go or yeah. if someone was a bit softer. People weren't feeling it. Um, there was a sign in the, that was shown in the crowd while the Harlem boys were giving it a go, and it said, Owen versus Kane. Now, I don't know if that guy who was holding the sign was could be called Owen, or he was trying to say he wanted Owen Hart versus Kane. Now, as a... Fantasy match, I break down. Yeah. Or does someone need to tell that Mark what happened at Over the Edge? 
Is he not aware? Is he trying to work out where Owen is? I was, like, I was really confused for ages. <laughs> looking at I must side. have missed that sign. Um, but it's, Sam could be that he's not aware of anything. <laughs> I don't know. Pre maybe he's not. He's, he's not come to wrestling for twenty years, and because it's in MSG, maybe he last went to WrestleMania in WrestleMania ten. Yeah. Last match he saw was Owen and Brett. <laughs> and he's watched Raw and Smackdown. He's like, oh, so he only watched the first match. I like this king. I like this king guy. <laughs> uh, I like this king guy. I wonder where he is. Um, I thought it was very weird seeing a WWE pay-per-view at Madison Square Garden with the entrance like not being not where, where the hard cam is because this is pre-WrestleMania facelift. Where uh, sorry, MSG facelift. So if you have an event, event, whether that be house show, Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-view, MSG now, the, the arena from all accounts is completely different. It's had a full phase lift inside and out near enough. It's, a, it's, a, it's the locations are saying the name same, but that's where it kind of ends. So what, what we see now is what is a weird-looking LED screen. Um, obviously, throughout the years, there's been an entrance for the Rumble in 08, Rumble in 2000, Survivor Series 96, WrestleMania 10, 02, Survivor, uh, Survivor Series 02. It's been, it's kind of been for me. It's MSG pay per view and the hard cam opposite entrance go together hand in hand. Yeah. And it was weird still having the facility to do it, but not choosing it. not to. Yeah, I just thought it's very very strange. But I did like how they solved the problem with a big screen, which I thought was a nice touch. I did like the element of that. Um, we got the shitty streamers after the Harlem Boy Choir's finished. <laughs> They were like, all expenses not been spared on the, on the shitty streamers. But already, I had a feeling that I was going to enjoy, enjoy Mania. I think because it was the MSG feel. Yeah. And seeing that, it was so nostalgic. And it's seeing, Mania. And it's Mania. But I didn't get that feel last year. Um, like, speaking of buy rates, uh, so the Mania last year, um, the, it was in Seattle, Washington. The buy rates, it was 560,000 buys. Um, but an arena of 14,712. So a very smaller arena, mm. but obviously a very smaller buy rate. Because WrestleMania last year didn't have the oomph that it's got this year because A, it's the 20th, B, it's in Madison Square Garden, and C, Mick fucking Foley. I'm just about to say Foley effects. <laughs> to be Foley effects. So WrestleMania 20 is in New York, obviously. 1,020,000 buys with an arena of 19,689. So you've effects. got a lot more people, so you're making a lot more money inside the arena, and there's a lot more people on the outside who want to obviously watch what's going on as well. Um, but yeah, it's... The Foley effect, because last year you had Rock versus Austin. It's the Foley effect. It's the Foley effect. And then, we finally cut, after the Harlem Boy Choirs have finished, we've kindly cut to our opening video package. Which, that voiceover guy, I love his voice. He's such a... Vi- Imagine. Uh, action movie voiceover guy. voice narrating sex. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> One man. <laughs> Uh, so it was 20 years ago one man had a vision it began here and changed the world uh, we got all the greatest moments in mania history then it comes to like a similar video package from last year where everyone's saying how special it is to be at mania everyone's looking very focused and down and it's msg and fucking yeah uh, it's important to the family um and then we a big show hits a perfect line who says you've not lived until you've danced at wrestlemania Oh yeah! Big Show doesn't dance. Tonight is where it all begins again. And then holy shit, Vince brings his grandson onto the screen. So you've got Vince, his his balls, and his balls balls. 
it's the last time we'll see his son until it, so he visits his grandson until Mania thirty. Yeah, when he comes out with Shane with his brothers, it's uh, strange. I wonder if like I wonder what AJ was shown that. Do you know what I mean? That watch this pay per view with us. Who's reckon that is there with your, with your granddad and me? Do you know what I mean? It, that's it. Must have felt right surreal. Do knowing that you were part of a pay per view? Did you reckon he got a payday? <laughs> Well, he got more fucking yeah, mania screen. He, screens. he got more family. mania screen time than Maven got. He's born into the McMahon <laughs> Maybe had some good, had more screen time than WrestleMania 18. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Two-time Arco champion. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, also, though, Vince apparently was undergoing a lot of criticism backstage for bringing his grandson onto screen because people like Paul Heyman and The Undertaker, apparently they're very private and they don't want their children or their private yes. lives to appear on TV because it's, it's gimmick. The Paul Heyman, The Undertaker, that you see on Raw and SmackDown is not what in real life. So they don't want to mix the two together. And they were a yeah, bit... Mark Calloway can't really rise from the dead. No, he does. And shoot <laughs> lightning bolts out of his fingers. Um, we see our announcers as JR and the King bring us to, um, I like the setup where you had the Macarena boys in the middle and then you had Colin Taz, the other side. We're all yeah. together. We're all one. We're all wearing suits. And did you like JR's Burberry fucking neck, uh, little dicky bow we had going on? I thought, you little chav. So it's brilliant. He just needed some Argos jewellery and that and a little flat cap and he'd be well away. So then before we get into our main contest, as it's WrestleMania, Michael, um, what's your, I don't know if we actually ever discussed this on last year's WrestleMania. I don't think and I've been a lazy ass and not gone back and actually listened. Um, what's like, WrestleMania, it's, it's the Super Bowl. It's the FA Cup final. It's the Champions League final. Of, of fucking wrestling. Give me five top five all time best mania moments. Okay, this is not in any we particular have, order. We have discussed this before. <laughs> and this is no particular order. Yeah. So I'll give my five, and then you give your Go five, and you guys will make the top give ten. Give your five. <laughs> Go on then. So, a number five. The streak is over. WrestleMania yeah. 30. Yeah. Number not four? On, not on my list because it's a good moment, but because it's memorable. The oh, reaction yeah. from I think it's a brilliant moment. In the arena. I think it, from Eamon's I, face. I watched to, it in common room yeah. and I almost dropped my glass. But from that black guy's face to see uh, to Eamon's face. To, Eamon's face is just perfect. Like, oh my God, he did it! Yeah. Like, Eamon didn't believe Lesnar was going to do it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, you're number four? Uh, we'll discuss it more when we get to the end of this pay-per-view. Oh, Benoit and Eddie. Eddie and Benoit. Okay. Hugging. Number three. Stone Cold shakes hands with the devil. Oh, WrestleMania 17. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. people, a lot, of people that, a lot of people call it the end of the Attitude Era, which yeah. it was, but it was great storytelling from Stone Cold's yeah. uh, line on that interview he had with Rock and JR before me. He said, I need to be you rock. I yeah, need yeah. more than anything in the world. Perfect. Number two, I'm sorry. I love you. Oh, yes. That, yes. Old Yellow. Yes. And number one. My most iconic WrestleMania moment, in my yeah. opinion. Hogan, Body Slammy, and Andre. Oh, WrestleMania yes. 3. No, definitely. It's still talked about to this day. Well, it always will. I think it always will be. 20, 32 years yeah. after it happened. I think it always will be spoke about for a long period of time. It's one of them. Because he was the first. Because Hogan will never let you fucking forget about it, neither. At any given opportunity, it'll let you know that he slammed Andre the fucking giant. Um, but very good. So I'd probably say number five. Uh, not really any order. Angle Lesnar. Uh, that was fucking iconic. Uh, Randy Savage, Rick Steamboat. You shattered that last year as yeah. well. Wait, 
he's iconic. Lonnie Savage with Christine Bolt. Um, Brett Owen. Uh, Dudley's, Hardy's, uh, Edwin Christian with the ladder match, WrestleMania 16. And uh, everything that was, I'd probably say, WrestleMania 9. <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen of the Ruthless Army, put them in the top 10 order. Yeah, put that in the top 10. Put that in the top 10. So, it's time for our opening contest. Yo, yo, fucking yo. So, John Cena comes out and he picks up a mic, as usual, uh, as it is US title time, John Cena versus The Big Slow. And John Cena says to MSG, he's here to represent, and then they say, damn straight. It's like some of the, they pre-fucking planned it or something. It was brilliant how it worked. I was like, finally, MSG's woke up a little bit because you were fucking dead as fuck through the island, boys. Through <laughs> <laughs> Alan Eat and Leo Rush singing fucking American are beautiful. Uh, MSG showing real love for Cena. I do still love that we're in this era where people are bothered about Cena. Cena. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've got the franchise player on the Super Bowl stage. So go ahead and get the gorilla out of his cage. Ain't no way I'm going to lose to that King Kong ripoff. That's like Gary Coleman beating Patrick Ewing in a tip-off. And I imagine Patrick Ewing is Madison Square Garden's basketball team sports guy because John Cena had a New York Knicks, I think it is, yeah. and a Ewing shirt on. I got that one. That's I got the that first one. one I only... See, I've, I don't, I've recognised the name Patrick Ewing. See, I don't. I have recognised it because it's what Cena had on his back of his shirt. But I know Gary, Go- Gary Coleman, that Ireland boys choir singing at start. With Gary Coleman. Rush. Gary Coleman, that little black guy. Um, Big Show's really an ape with opposable thumbs. And he stuffs his singlet like he's stuffling... See, I couldn't quite work out what he said. I think he plums. said stuffling plums, yeah. But it got a bit distorted. Everyone knows that you can't see me. I'm itching to beat him like a penis with an STD. I was like, yeah! <laughs> I'm not even wrestling the big show. The whole thing's a charade. I'm wrestling the hippo float from the Macy's Parade. <laughs> it's time to get a championship to match these custom nooks. Madison Square Garden, shout it loud and shout it proud. Big show sucks. And then Madison Square Garden screamed their fucking heads off. Oh, it was fucking brilliant. Uh, what did you think of the staging? I loved it. New York skyline. I love how it's, that's literally what it is. Kind of like Media 29. Yeah. So what the fuck happened with Media 35? <laughs> I think the you, problem is The most now, iconic city in the world. Arguably. Yeah. What media you've had? Yeah, fair enough. The first two they had uh, MSG, where Robin Media Ten, it weren't the great. It were great stage, but you know they've used the iconic yeah, yeah. stage that was there. This one they've used their own stage, made it uh, look personalised yeah. for Media. Then they do the same for Media Twenty Nine. No, is, it's just. I think the thing is for me, there's that much emphasis on how what it looks like you right me. now. I think that's the problem. There's that much emphasis on how the stage is going to look now. People are so focused on what the stage is going to look like. It's easily disappointed if it's not bigger and better. And like, 3 was awesome. Which What was the year that they had the roller coaster? Is that 30, 33. 30, 33? That looked brilliant because it was outside setting and it looked beautiful. But there's only so big you can go. There's only so much shit you can add onto a stadium. So I think that's the problem. And yeah. because they're, they're in now the era of it is all the HD and the 4K and bright lights, LED, flashy fucking pizzazz. It takes away from structures. Like years ago, it used to be about what the structure looked like. Now it's how big can we make the TV screen. You know what I mean? Like years yeah. ago, they just used to have a big TV screen, Titan Tron. 
and we'd build round that. But now that's the focal point. Which is a shame. No, definitely, definitely. Uh, Big Show makes his entrance with his dick swinging in the wind as usual. Yeah, uh, it does look like he's got a baseball bat down there. Well, it's not like, wear some fucking pants, man. Do you know what I mean? Wear some, it, wear, wear some briefs. Tighty whities will stop that happening. He needs small dick energy. He's, he's got, he's got, a, he's the big show. Val Venus was wrong. All them years ago with yeah, GTV. Yeah, there's a reason he's I'm telling you. Um, that belt, though, looks so fucking small on the big show. It is like a kid's belt. It's ridiculous. But it looks normal size of Cedar. Oh, because he does. Uh, we get a great wide shot. It was like Kevin done at his finest. Uh, the, the David versus Goliath. You just saw the size difference. And it's like Cena is such a little underdog. So like the shot was taken like from the corner. Yeah, I thought it was a great, great shot. Um, so the lock up and Big Show easily overpowers Cena. Uh, Cena gets some right hands in. But he's cut off and thrown to the outside. Big knee from Show. Cena on the apron. Up. Cena goes up top and gets caught. Power slam from Show gets a two. And then the formula starts which is brilliant. I was a bit unsure about having Cena versus Big Show as the opening contest. Yeah. But with how the fun of this match went, it was Cena trying to be the plucker, get a couple of shots in, get cut off by the bigger man. Get cut off by the bigger man. Various moves where Cena would get cut off by Big Show just giving him a clothesline or a punch. It was very simple for, um, moves delivered from the Big Show standpoint. But Cena's delivery of the selling and his comeback... And him getting beat up, it was very reminiscent of what we're going to see going forward with Super Cena, where he just gets his ass handed to him for half an hour, and then all of a sudden, just wipes away all the pain and yeah, goes to town on you. We have see, been seeing this formula for a while. Yeah. Started. Uh, but I think it's brilliant, especially with the Big Show, because you've got a guy that all Big Show can do is do a, a, a simple body slam, but because of the height he can get, and the noise he can make, and because he's, he's a very powerful guy, he can make it sound like a oomph. When you get it, yeah. do you know what I mean? And not just like um, Jamie Noble giving a hurricane a body slam. Um, but yeah, there were, there were a few moments where I did like where, um, like when Cena rallied with the sleeper, but then he got cut off by the Big Show and Big Show delivered a stiff looking like short arm clothesline. It, it brought him in, but like when he clotheslined him, it went right on his fucking bridge of his nose and I was like, that's going to tickle out and he got Big Show with his sweaty arm. Um, but yeah, any spots, any favourite moments from the match? Uh, I picked up a couple of lines from commentary. Michael Cole mentioned that this is the first Mania where Big Show's defended the title. Yeah. Can you name the other two? No. So it was Mania 22. Okay. Uh, defending the World Tag Champs with Kane against Carlino and Masters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was the other one was at WrestleMania 26. Oh, World Defe- Title? D- defending the World Tag Titles with The Miz. Oh, yes, yes, when they were the showmiz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dear. That was the, he goes through a dodgy patch, didn't he, of just having random tags. Well, it started with Billy Gunn, when he was the showguns. You know, and he's just, he's, he's, what, what can we show put? Train. What can we, this year, can we put the show with something to make a name? Yep, well, now you're now a tag team. Um, there was also another one that uh, Cole says, uh, when Cena eventually hits the first FU, and Big Show kicks out, which was a great FU. Very much so. Should Very have been much the one so. Got three. Yeah, but probably. Cole says Big Show was the first one, first person to ever kick out of the FU. Um, I think the Undertaker wants to have a word. There. <laughs> uh, so the, the finish of the match then. So we got a Cobra clutch from the Big Show where Cena rallied and then Show cut him off again. And then Taz immediately ripped Cena off. He went, That's it. It's about the ninth time he's tried to rally and it's not working. He had that one moment where he rallied and rallied a bit more, but then got cut off again. 
And so it's not working. Cena's got no chance. And then Cena rallies. And this time gets a bit of momentum going. It's a fucking F you. Big Show kicks out. Cena then goes for his chain. And he goes to get his chain. And Jimmy Caderas goes into the corner. And he goes, no, 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 no. Fuck you, Jimmy Caderas. And kind of pushes him out of the way. If I want to hit him, I'm going to hit him. But no, then he listens to the ref and takes the chain off. Gives it him. But it's just a decoy. Into the corner with the brass knucks. A little chop to the fucking side of Big Show. And F you, one of you later, one, two, three, and your new United States champion is John Cena, the Doctor of Fugonomics. And Taz is not happy with John Cena cheating at WrestleMania, which I get, I get you, like your annoyance. It's WrestleMania, you don't cheat to win, but it's brilliant. It sits with John Cena's gimmick so well, yeah. and you have a new United States champion. say finally he has a new we've got a new champion and I love Michael Cole's call of when John Cena got a title Michael loudly absolutely yells it uh, John Cena from the street John Cena new United States champion damn straight uh, coach backstage he runs into Tom Pritchard and Johnny Stamboli of all people yeah a random fucking mix of fuck so to that was Stamboli that was Johnny Stamboli I'm sure was that not Johnny Stamboli I... I'm sure that was Johnny Stamboli I didn't recognise I'm him. sure that was Tom Pritchard. I recognise Pritchard. I'm sure that was Tom Pritchard and Johnny Stamboli. Well, I'm going to post a picture. You, if that wasn't Johnny Stamboli, who the fuck was it? Because I swear down it was. And then player, player, hold up, wait a minute, put a little WrestleMania in it, represent Teddy fucking Long turns up. Getting his Manius. Manius Payday. Manius Payday. Bishop, though, he calls Coach into the office and he wants him to go and find The Undertaker. That's the only coach. Coach is a little bit hesitant about that. 
nice time. Hey, oh, cool. this Johnny, guy. man. You look good. It's been a long time. You guys look good, too. Listen, I got to run. Stay well, though, okay? Play it's, up. It's all Play good, y'all. What's up, baby? What's up, man? Hold up, wait a minute. Put a little WrestleMania in it. Represent. No, uh, you're always represent. I gotta run. I gotta run, okay? Holla. I'll check it. I'll check it. Boss, what's going on? Johnny, what's up, man? What's going on? Listen, you want to see me? Yeah, coach, I wanted to see you. Listen, I've been hearing a rumor. Okay. I heard the Undertaker is here in Madison Square Garden. I hear there's all kinds of strange noises people are hearing around the arena. Right. I want you to do me a favor, Coach. I want you to go find The Undertaker. Boss, The, uh, the Undertaker's on SmackDown. I know that, Coach. Which is exactly why I want you to go find The Undertaker. I do not want to get scooped by SmackDown. I don't really feel comfortable going to look for The Undertaker. Get comfortable real quick. Go find the Undertaker. All right. You're the boss. He's a good man. Um, we get an Evolution promo at the stairs, which yeah. felt like it lasted for about 20 minutes. It was brilliant. This is Thornton's proving that he, he's got what he takes it's to be on worked, the It's worked, hasn't it? The idea of putting him and Batista with Triple H and Flair has worked. Because they've rubbed off on him. They, they come, absolutely. And I think a bit, an element of flair rubs off on Triple H as well, so it's kind of a, a chain reaction with how it's worked. But this, like, if Evolution was to start now, the day after WrestleMania, you could see Randy Orton with the arrogance and the cockiness and the charisma he's got Big now media. to be the leader with Ric Flair and Batista, and you wouldn't need Triple H. Triple H could go to SmackDown in the draft. Do you know what I mean? It starts from else. But... You couldn't have done that in 2003 when Evolution got put together because Randy Orton at that time had just come back from his injury, was not as arrogant and not as confident that he is now. And it was brilliant. So we started with Randy Orton looking down the stairs that he kicked down Mick Foley down a year ago. That he was right yeah, about. I told you. It, it I told happened. you it happened. I keep forgetting it happened though. That's the thing. Um, and then we go back to the various moments of him challenging for the match and then Foley walking away, Foley coming back, getting spat at. Uh, and then coming back like a couple of weeks later and getting beat up and the constant getting beat up until he made the call to Hollywood to call out his pal Evolution McFoley has passed you by. Here we are at WrestleMania 20, where it all begins again. Now Mick, isn't that ironic? Where it all begins again. I mean, right here in Madison Square Garden is where I established myself as the new hardcore legend when I took you out. I beat you back to this very point, Mick, and I kicked you down these stairs. But you couldn't let it end there, could you, Mick? You couldn't let it end there. You had to come and challenge me for my intercontinental title, only to realize that you were overmatched. And what did you do, Mick? <laughs> you walked away. Then you decided you were angry, and you came back to challenge me again, only to have me spit right in your face. 
Um, so he's a really lengthy promo that leads us on to our next match. Next match, which why wasn't the next match that the, no? Well, yeah, why wasn't it the Evolution match? But also, why aren't tonight's tag team matches elimination matches? I know they make them very very short, very very short. But why or why or why are they not elimination matches? Where you're allowing because really because it's only a four and a half hour show. It's only a four and a half hour show. I know they're pushed for time. Uh, not one match goes over about 20 minutes. They're so not pushed for time. There's so much filler bollocks in promo videos and backstage interviews and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it did start... It was starting to feel more like a normal pay-per-view. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so it is our tag team title time from the Raw brand. We have got Cade and fucking not quite Trevor Murdoch yet, Mark Jindrak, going up, against, going up against the Bellends, uh, going up against... Dem uh, Dam Dudleys. Dem Dam Dudleys and Rob Van Dam and Booker T with their horrific, horrific uh, cross-pollinated theme tune of one of a kind, but only the guy screaming one of a kind, and with Booker T's originals rap song. It was fucking awful. One of a kind, can you dig it? Huh? Yeah, yeah, can you dig Bring it? One of a kind. Version. Um, so yeah, why isn't it elimination? I don't understand. It's one fall to a finish, fatal four away for the tag titles. And now Lance Cade and Rene Dupree became the first wrestlers born in the 80s to take part in a match at WrestleMania. Uh, Cade is, uh, was born in March 81, Dupree December 83. Uh, Randy Orton becomes the third uh, later on the card, and then Jackie Gadia and Akio became the fourth and the fifth as the night went on. So of the 80s. Young guys. The young guys. Um, so WrestleMania 31 was the first... Uh, to feature wrestlers under 30. Was it? Jesus. Where I, every match had someone under yeah. 30. I know in football, um, I can't think of who it is now, but there's a kid that's uh, made his Premier League debut for the first kid that's born like after 2000s. <laughs> it's, it's mental. It's mental. Um, so the Bellens and Jindrak and Cade, um, they're going to be the ones that are going to get the, the, the shit kicked out of them by the top of guys and it shows as during the match there's one point where um, RVD runs wild on everybody but he only runs wild on everyone apart from the Dudleys and then he kind of throws himself at the Dudleys so uh, did you pick up what JR said about this match on commentary no it's a must maybe. win situation um, isn't that kind of the thing for every match yeah yeah, yeah. so why is this so special because it's Wrestlemania baby just uh, this, only just this match. Just this match. Fuck all the rest of the matches. Just you don't have to match. win any other matches. No, no, just, just this, this one. Match, you just, have to win. just this one, you have to win. Uh, MSG, they love them some Dudleys. Um, but I, one thing, and it's really annoying me now. Update the fucking graphic. Yeah. Is it still on the network? It is. Obviously, as always, it is. I want to It's still the 80s title. It's still the 80s title. Um, what we're looking at runtime, I got just over four hours, 37 minutes or something like that on the DVD four hours, release. 30. Um, and I also got the home video exclusive of the WrestleMania like pre-show, which will be coming in part two of this WrestleMania 20x fucking spectacular. <laughs> it's the long, long pay-per-view. It felt long as well. I think because all the matches were short. It was weird. Yeah. Really weird. Where if there was a long match, you'd be like, oh, it's a long pay-per-view. You expect a long match, but they weren't. They were all short matches. It's, there was a lot of fucking filler. Um, so it's sudden death format. Uh, RVD and Dupree, they start uh, RBD monkey flips Dupree. Uh, no one interrupts Booker's pin attempt. It's like, yeah, well, you're not going to win a flat sum. But no, right, we're fine. No, 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 don't you, know, don't you need to jump in. No, 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 leave it, leave it. He's going to kick out of that. 
It's one fall to a finish, and JL's emphasis every five minutes that it's one fall to a finish, it's sudden death. But the wrestlers don't need to know about that. No well, it one... shows the issue that they've got with the tag team divisions. Oh, they're fucked. Both, both fucking title, tag title matches. Are they identical match? Yeah. There's no story. There's no, there's no story coming into this. It's just every team available on the roster have had qualifying matches. Like the Dudleys had a qualifying match against Lance Storm and Val Venus. Um, was he? Yeah. So everyone's had qualifying matches. Um, but there's been no story coming into it. It's just this is the tag division. And this is what's going to fucking happen. You want a title shot? You want, you want a title, a title, shot? A title, title shot? shot for everybody. Everyone gets a title shot. Um, Jerry is absolutely loving that Bubba and Booker T are both fav- fan favourites. He like His dirty little mark came out where he's like, oh, brilliant. I love it how the fans like them and the fans like them. Oh, they're going to cheer on. And it is. It is one of them weird things where when Why you get... Booker and RVD wearing the same colours. No, it's tag team unity. There's no... no but I, I loved it. The Bellends had the same colours. Jindrak and Kane, Kane had the same, same colours. Dudley's had the same Dudley's colours. The Dudley's were in their pyjamas. I thought it was fucking brilliant. But, oh, but no. the shops. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Bubba with a loud suck on this uh, to Booker as he hits his routine. Do his little flip-flop and fly uh, Dusty Rhodes shit. He, he absolutely screamed at Booker when he, when he grabbed his bollocks. Suck on this. So, yes, he picked that up. Lynch caught by a kick from Booker T. Things break down for a second or two. Devon and, uh, and RVD enter the fray. Jindrak gets a tag. Cade pulled Bubba out the ring. Bubba fights off Cade. Makes his way back to stop a pin attempt that had already been kicked out of. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. Already been kicked out of, but Bubba still threw himself at the action because it's Bubba Ray Dudley and it's Wrestle fucking Mania. Uh, Cade, he works over Booker, but he's blind tagged by Conway, who then goes for the pin, and Cade just walks away. So you've just been blind tagged. Someone's then made a pin straight away in a sudden death match for the tag team titles, and, and you just, just walk, walk back to your corner. You just walk back to your corner. It's like no one told him. It's fucking one fall to a finish. No one's listening to JR. Uh, Conway works over Booker, uh, and then he screams to loud to the MSG audience, USA, my ass. Uh, again, no one tries to break up his pin attempt. Um, and Booker T delivers a uh, a decent, on um, as Booker T goes, spine buster, yeah. which JR then turned around and said, it was shades of Arn Anderson. Yeah. Not really, JR. No, no, not really, JR. It was shades of D-Lo, Grant. <laughs> uh, as we mentioned a bit ago, RVD comes in and goes wild on the jobbers, throws himself at Bubba, feels froggy, but then Devon launches him off the top rope. Uh, the Dudleys go for a 3D on Booker, but Conway blocks it off. Booker with an axe kick. Out of nowhere, RVD It's the five-star for the win. I thought it was brilliant how he came into the screen. Yeah. didn't even see him get set up. He just flew into the screen for the one, two, three, and still, you know, Raw Tag Team Champions after a very quick match. RVD and Booker T. Two can and you nine. dig it? Yeah. Oh, can you dig it? What if I can? Can you dig it? Oh, yeah. What if I can? Can you dig it? Just win, 
Can you dig it? One of a kind. Ah, yeah. It's WrestleMania, baby. Uh, we go backstage. Coach is on the hunt for Taker. And what does he find? Some old plumbing stick. He finds Mean Gene. He finds Bobby the Brain. He Get finds fucking May Young. Plumbing. And he finds Fabulous Muller. Both of them covered in kisses. It's not what it seems. Oh, yeah, it is. The girl's gone wild. Yeah, they're checking out some old plumbing. WrestleMania season. But how good is it to see Bobby Heenan? Obviously, he's not looking his best in 2004 because... I believe at this time he's cancelled in remission. He got it around 2002, but he's in remission. I know obviously it comes back and it comes back with fucking full force, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, but at this point, it is so good to see him because he's still fresh and like at the Hall of Fame, which we'll just get onto a little bit later. Um, the Hall of Fame, he was uh, just laughing, joking. His speech was, it was brilliant. Uh, and he's always remembered his iconic thing of everything about this is amazing, but I just wish Monsoon was here, do you know what I mean? Because him and Gorilla were good Everybody idea. grew up on that, do you know what I mean? That was, uh, was iconic to the attitude era of JR and King. Where are the noises coming from down here? Freakish noises, right over there. Right there, that door? Yes. ceremony tonight you no, know that no 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 what are you doing in there gene well i've been checking out the pipes you know this is madison square garden we're down to the bowels oh, really? pipes yeah bob the brain heenan hey how you been <laughs> wait a second you, you you two were just in there no it's not what you think him and i you know we were guys i heard you. we were playing cards yeah Poker. Poker. Yeah, poker. poker. We were poker. playing poker. He was poker. dealing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, I think I heard other voices in there, guys. I want to know what's going on in there, and I want to know right well, there's now. There's nothing there's in there. There's nothing going on no. there. Oh, no. Oh. 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 Ah! Mullen, Mae Young. What a small world. Hey. I can't believe it. Hey. Hey, Nice seeing you again. How are you? What? Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, oh, you want oh, to carry here. my puppy? No, they're barking. They're barking. Thank you. Up next, match of the night for me, or one of them, because I've it's been building to this. It's a good match. It's been building up to this. The story it's this is one of the better storylines of all the storylines that have come in to the WrestleMania 20 card because this has been going on for months. It all started out over a bet of a one Canadian dollar. Which is about 50p. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, I know this whole thing started off as a bet, okay? I know it was one big joke. I can nail Trish before you nailed Lita. Is that so? That's so. Well, I got one dollar Canadian. Says that you're wrong. But the joke was on me, Trish, because somewhere along the way, I really fell for you. All we were talking about, the feelings that we had, the moments that we shared. I don't think I've ever felt like this before. I can't stop thinking about you. Night and day. All the time. I can't stop thinking about you no matter what I do. I don't want that to stop. 
They're all real for me, Trish. And I don't blame you if, if you never want to talk to me again. I don't blame you if you don't believe me. I was a total jerk, and I apologize so much, Trish. I just want to be a part of your life. Where the hell is your head? Oh, come on. You've been showing all this affection to Trish, and you've been getting nothing, absolutely nothing in return. I think we can have a good relationship. So we can be, like, really close friends. I'm not saying this to hurt your feelings. I'm saying this because I'm your best friend. Trish does not care about you. She doesn't care about you. Good news is, Trish, he feels the exact same way about you. You're the last thing on his mind. That is what you wanted, right? But I figure, you know, since you and Chris are just friends. There's no reason why the three of us can't have a healthy relationship, you know? I'm gonna give her this rose as a happy belated Valentine's present, and I'm gonna tell her how I really feel. Trish, you look really good tonight. I think you might be making a mistake, all right? I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, who used to say that Trish isn't interested in somebody else? You think Trish is interested in somebody else? I, I, I don't know, I'm just saying. I'm gonna tell Trish how I really feel. I wanna be more than just friends. Wanna know something? Chris Jericho is no friend of mine, so I've got an idea for you, and I hope Jericho is watching. It would be Christian, Jericho's best friend, against Trish in this intergender match. I'll lay down, and you just cover me. One, two, three, and that's it. It's that easy, okay? And there's the cover, and I guess it's going to be over that elementary. Christian kicked out pretty aggressively. The last thing I want to do is hurt you, okay? Look at Whoa! Good God almighty! What the hell? I don't think that this should be in any way a competitive match, all right? I think we both know what happened. Look at this! What the hell now? Wait a minute! Not the walls of Jericho! Come on, let go of her! Let go of her, damn it! He was gonna lay down for her if she would lay down for him! Christian's actions tonight against this young woman are absolutely reprehensible! Now, Jericho, you're worried about your little girlfriend. I just want you to know... I did this for you! I'm your best friend. Trish Stratus ruined your life. Trish ruined our friendship. So I had to take matters into my own hands. It's called tough love, Chris. And you know something else, Chris? It's not. Wait a minute. What the hell? Chris Jericho is here. Hey, look at the expression on Jericho's face. Hey, he's running. Jericho taking down Christian, his former best friend. Jericho beat the hell out of Christian here. You better get out of there, Christian. Christian deciding that he didn't want to stay and fight tonight. I can't believe they're going to fight at WrestleMania. So it's Chris Jericho versus Christian. Um, it basically, it's, if you believe JR and the King, because all they tell you throughout this match is it's all about tough love. It's tough love. It's just tough love from Christian. It's tough love. Did you know it was tough love? Yeah, it's tough love. It's tough love. Tough love. Tough love. Tough love. Tough love. Tough love. That's all you... Tough love. There's a drinking game here, guys. <laughs> um, but it is. It's about tough love. Chris Jericho and Christian, they bet each other one Canadian book that they could bang Trish Stratus and Lita. Uh, Chris Christian didn't work. Jericho, it was getting somewhere. He was getting somewhere, but then Christian didn't like it. He didn't like his buddy falling in love for a girl. It was very much like the episode of The Simpsons where Millhouse gets that girlfriend with her braces. Yeah. And Bart does everything he can to break him up. To break him up. Yeah. But also, on the, the Bart fancies the girl in, in WWE world. So because deep down inside, Christian wants a piece of Trish as well, you can see. Oh, yeah, I guess Trish. So everybody wants a piece of Trish. So it gets to this contest where, uh, well, it got to the episode of Raw. It's Christian versus Trish. 
Christian was like, I'll just lay down if you lay down for me. And she fucking hey, you wanker. And he's like, I'm only joking, I'm only playing. He goes to lay down and he doesn't and he proceeds to kick fuck out of her. So Jericho makes the save, bringing on tonight's event. Um, so yeah, did, what did you think? Did you enjoy the build? It's been a big storyline. We've covered the storyline for a fair few episodes now. This is potentially the end of the storyline. Or is it going to, because usually many is the end of stuff and stuff begins again. It's supposed again. to be. It's where it all begins again. So, yeah. This could be the start of the storyline going forward now. I enjoyed the build-up, but it was, because, you know, lad of the year. Yes. R.A.'s here at podcast, lad of the year. Voted for by all you lovely yes. people. Absolutely gets fucking spit on and chewed up and spat away. Um, when, but I, but yeah. I wouldn't say it's about tough love. It's about tough love. It's about tough love. My biggest question about this match is Tim White forgot what happened to last time refereed a Jericho match. Well, speaking of Tim White, uh, this is his last appearance as a referee in the WWE. Um, he finally made his return after injuring his shoulder at Judgment Day in 2002 in the Cell with Jericho and Triple H. Yep. Um, I finally made his return tonight, but throughout one of the counts, he ruptures something again in his shoulder um, and fans decide to know something, I think it's time to go. And then we don't see Tim White for a couple of years until... He tries to kill himself. tries to kill himself on WWE.com with Josh Matthews. But more of that in about four years' time. Um, oh, what did really? you think of Chris Jericho's ring gear? Reminded me of Max I, I liked how these two uh, had the first kind of like media special gear yes. of, of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did Christian's, though, his white pants not remind you very much of Christian TNA? Main event. Yeah, main event main Christian. Main event Christian. They are his main event pants. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It's what we what we said before, I remember, where WrestleMania, everyone's, all the announcers are in tuxedos, the backstage are in tuxedos, they're in evening gowns, they're, they're in fancy dancey stuff. We get and evening usually gowns Usually times, very much so. I'm uh, really under, in doily underwear. Um, but <laughs> uh, it's usually time for wrestlers to introduce new gear, and if not even introduce it, at least wear new gear for Mania, or put something onto their gear and make their gear a bit better. Christian and Jericho, you know, like Rock's Road of Guilty. You knew it was for coming. Some reason. Um, so yeah, Tim White though uh, is. I was before knowing what I knew that this was his last match. I, I didn't even know that this would. It was his, like his first match back, and nothing shocked me that I was like, "Oh, it's Tim White." Look. So I remember him getting injured in two because I remember uh, watching back in yeah, the day. Yeah, I remember him getting injured. I remember I, all this, all them stupid, stupid suicide attempts. I remember all them. He tried to because it, well, it was at the friendly tap, wasn't it? So it was the, that pub that they used to use with the APA. Used yeah. to fuck up. Either they used it again, or I don't know if he legitimately may have bought it or something, maybe, or they just used it as storyline. But things he fell on hard time because he couldn't referee anymore. He missed the wrestling business, so he tried to hang himself, commit suicide by electrocuting himself in the bath, uh, shotgun, t- dynamite. I think tried to blow himself up. Uh, it was a bit. If you're looking back now, it was really fucking sad. Really sad that they thought that was humorous. It wasn't even attitude ever for me. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. So let's get into the match then. Uh, Jericho, he fires away over the top and then hits the ropes delivering a clothesline. Uh, Christian fires Jericho over the top but lands on the apron. Christian charges but gets backdropped over to the floor. Uh, Jericho springboards over the top to the floor, splashing down onto Christian. Uh, Jericho, he fires Christian into the barricade but then fires him back inside. Jericho sits down on a sunset flipper 10 for 2 and puts his bollocks straight in his face and then goes for the wall's early doors. But Christian gets to the bottom rope to break it and after the thumb to the eye, sends Jericho to the floor with a backdrop. Uh, Christian follows and rams Jericho into the ring steps before firing back inside. Uh, Christian then chokes out Jericho on the second rope and then pounds away on Jericho as he lies on the mat. 
Uh, Jericho is a bulldog which sets up a line salt attempt that it's the knees of Christian. I love it when it counted. He sells it so well. No, oh, yeah, definitely. The thing is, that's just... with, with Christian's where obviously Invincible he's never been main event, but he does. He's a good seller. You can see why he's always been a top end mid card WWE SmackDown champion. Do you know, what yeah. I mean? where everyone had to go at that belt. Do you know, anything, no matter who you are, really, at SmackDown at that point, everyone could have a. He gave it very broadly, like brain. Yeah. Uh, Christian, he dives off the top with a crossbody, uh, which was not really much of a crossbody. He kind of just fell off the top and put his arms up. And that's Jericho had to just catch him. That's what he's always done. There were no, no, there were no jumping into the air. He just kind of stepped off it. It was, yeah, you could do better, Christian. Tori Wilson does a better one later. <laughs> and I'm legit, I'm telling you, she does a better fucking crossbody than Christian. It's ridiculous. Um, it, Christian locks in the Texas Cloverleaf, but Jericho counters into the wall. Yeah, maybe. You know, proud Canadian. Canadian and that, yeah. But maybe, than, maybe he's an anti-heart. It could be worse than Vox. Oh, God. The shit shooter. Or Everyone worse than Lacey her. Evans. I've not seen Lacey. Oh, oh, Natty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't she have to stop and tell her what to do or something like that and kind of talk her through it? I'm sure I read that she... I may, I may be mistaken. I'm sure I read that she had to kind of talk her through it at her because she was going to fuck up and do it wrong. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Trish, though. She runs into the ringside as Christian and Jericho are trading blows. Looking great. Oh, absolutely. Fucking look. She looks smoking. Uh, Christian hits the execution, uh, but only to get a two count. Tristo climbs on the apron and Christian brings her inside, throwing her to the floor. Uh, Jericho clotheslines Christian to the floor and goes to check on Trish. Trish fires a back elbow though to Jericho, thinking it must be Christian. Uh, but then Christian sneaks in and wins with a roll-up in just under 15 minutes or so. Jesus. Trish apologising to Jericho. Jericho wants a piece of Christian. She keeps pulling him back. Pulling him back on the third time she pulls him back. She delivers a Jerry Lawler, Jeff Jarrett left hand. Beautiful fucking strike. That's and then, a and then slap. another slap. Boom. Another Did slap. Did you catch JR's commentary though? Where Jerry, uh, Trish was apologising to Joker? Nah. Well, it's like Joker must be apologising to Trish. What? <laughs> <laughs> Trish and Christian, they stood together. Uh, they, they, steal it. they go to the top of the stage and they steal it, seal the deal with a kiss on the stage. And evil Trish is so hot. Yeah. And they stare at Jericho and Jericho stares back and you get a great visual because they've got Christian and uh, Trish set up next to the screen on the stage. and then But they've got the camera on Jericho. So you're seeing at home, you're seeing, Chris Jer uh, you're seeing Christian and Trish and then Jericho's reaction next to them on the screen. Where Perfect, in the arena, obviously, on the screen, you're only seeing Jericho. and as On the other one, it may have been them too. Uh, possibly, yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, but I thought it was perfect. Kevin Dunn again. He's Bravo. doing well. Bravo.
got to feel horrible about this. Yeah, well, he's good. That's what a woman's good for right there. She must be apologizing, and then, and she should as well. Uh, it was an accident. We've got to go. No. Those things will happen sometimes. And Christian was there to capitalize. Uh, here comes Christian. He's not through. They're trying to restrain Jericho. I wish I could hear him. Oh. Wait, wait a minute. Let's... I know Trish. I thought she was trying to. Hey, but wait, wait, wait. Look at this. What is this? That's not an apology, JR. That is literally slapping Jericho's face off and then to finish his face off. What is... Come on, JR. You know everything. What just happened? What did we just witness? Jericho must be asking the same question I am. What the hell is going on here? Look at these two. Look at this. Christian's arm around her. And look at that smile on her face. So, overall thoughts then, Jericho, Christian, Trish, now are here. It was a great match. The winner, obviously, being Christian, cause, not just because he won the match, but because he won Trish. <laughs> Fair play to him. Yeah. yeah. Keep it Canadian. But the storyline's now, obviously, going forward. It's carrying on. It appears to be. Are we going to have two-on-one handicap, maybe? Jericho might prove to be a bit of a problem well, for Christian. I think he might need a problem solver. Tyson fucking Tonko. I cannot wait for that big lump of Mohican tattooed bullshit. He don't have a Mohican. He's on his bald, isn't he? Yeah. I thought he had a little bit of hair, there. Yeah. No, he's, he's got a salt. He's got a long ass. Oh, I look at him upside down, and he's got a fucking Mohican on his on his chin. He's got like every yeah. single tribal tattoo. Oh, yeah, on he's terrible. It's like what tribe are you? Yeah, like I'd call all these tribal tattoo. Like, you're white. <laughs> what tribe are you? <laughs> we go backstage. Lillian catches up with Mick Foley and The Rock. Rock plus microphone plus, plus WrestleMania. Plus Lillian equals fucking gold. Gold. Don't look gold. at the people's package, Lillian. No, no, no. The buffet is closed. Uh, and then he takes the cameraman and the microphone on a little tour around WrestleMania. And he sees the Hurricane and Rosie. Oh, uh, he calls him. The Hamburger and Grimace. Uh, Superfly and Don Morocco. Don Morocco giving The Rock a very dirty look. Well... So, who the fuck told you you could use that nickname? That's the thing. Because you know what they brought him out at, at Mania? Uh, the... Fabulous or marvellous Don Morocco? No, it's it was the Don, Rock, the Rock, Rock Morocco. Morocco. Yeah, 
Um, then we, uh, he, he shows us, it goes to the arena, and he finishes with, if you smell what the rock and sock is cooking. Mick, you must be extremely emotional tonight, being that this is your first match in four years. So what is going through your mind right now? Really, it's more than just my first match in four years. It's WrestleMania. It's Madison Square Garden. It's the biggest night in the history of our sport. Fans have flocked from around the world to be here. So when you ask, am I overcome with emotion? Yeah. I just hope that the, the hatred I have for evolution doesn't overcome me and get in the way of the plans that The Rock and I have made. Whoa, 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 Mick Foley! Mick Foley, you talk about the emotion. You gotta let the emotion go. Let it go. Because Mick Foley, The Rock, hasn't said this in a long time, but finally, The Rock has come back to New York City! That's what I'm talking about, Mick Foley. And The Rock says this. Finally, Mick Foley has come home. Mick hey, Lillian, no, 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 what are you, don't look at the people's package, Lillian. No, 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 the buffet is closed. You see, Mick Foley, this is your night. This is your night. The Rock knows it. Lillian knows it. Hell, the camera crew knows it. Let the Rock show you. Come here, come around the corner. Oh, look, we got, we got the Hamburglar and Grimace. They know it. They know it. Put the hamburger away. Try to chicken McNugget, your best son, bitch. Look at this right here. We got two legends. The Superfly, Jimmy Snooker, Don Morocco. They know it. They know it. Follow the rock. You see, Mick Foley, you see. And, 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 and above all else, the people know it. Oh, no, 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 no. The rock said, we are live, New York City. The people know it. And it's not good enough, Mick Foley, to hear the people. We're gonna, we're gonna see the people. Follow the rock. Get a shot. Get a shot of the million. Come right back. You come right back. You see, Mick Foley, it's our night. It's our night. Let's go out there and electrify as only you and the rock can. Let's go out there, slap the lips off those evolution sons of bitches, whoop their candy asses. If you're some man. What the rock and sock is cooking? This, this was perfect because rock and sock have got you hyped for the match. Mr. Rock, a fucking genius. He does win. Gets us hyped for our next match, which is Evolutions, Batista, The Nature Boy, and Randall going up against Dwayne and Mick in a three-on-two handicap match. Question: Why not get Al Snow and make it three-on-three? Or Maven? And other younger could cover. There you go! There you, you give, go! You give it spotlight to see who you believe could be the future. Fucking exactly. Um, so, how did we fucking get here? Um, it's been simmering for some time between Foley and Orton, really. Uh, June 2003, following the uh, honour ceremony, uh, honouring Foley for his commitments to the hardcore division. Uh, Orton and Flair attacked him backstage and threw him down a flight of stairs. December 03. Foley returned as a replacement for Steve Austin as Raw co-general manager and gave himself a shot at Orton's Intercontinental Championship. But he walked out of the match and would not face Orton even after the champion spat in his face. 
and then in January 2004, a furious Austin declared that Foley would be entered into the Royal Rumble and expected him to return to wrestle, which he did by eliminating Orton from the match after he'd already beat up, was it Test, I believe? He took yeah. his spot from the Rumble. Foley was later joined by Mr. Hollywood um, and the reformed Rock and Sock Connection are challenging Orton, Batista and Flair tonight at Wrestle Granddaddy Mania. Overall thoughts on the build? Great build, but it, could, it should have just been one-on-one, I think. Just following Orton? Yeah. Obviously, we get Obviously that. We get that next month. But we that should have been the first one. Fucking awesome. And maybe bring Rock... Maybe have Evolution kick fuck out of Foley out Backlash and then bring Rock back afterwards, but then it's not Mania, is it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That Which makes sense why it is a three-on-two with Rock, because then you've got Rock and Flair. No, no, definitely. Definitely. Imagine... Yeah, but you've also, got, their, you've also got Rock and Orton. Rock and Batista, the new up and coming, see how they go against the people's fucking champion. But imagine the prayer war between oh, Rock and Flair in their prime. Absolutely. Um, and it's Foley's return to the ring after four years, and it's the Rock, Rock's return after about 11 months. Uh, but also, this is his last in ring appearance on the I Era podcast of the great one, of the people's champion. We will never see him. We'll see him, obviously, with Eugene and shit like that. But, not but we'll never see him wrestle ever again. This is his last match yeah. until Mania uh, 28. Uh, no, it's Survivor Series. Isn't that it? was after. Oh, was that after, was it? That was... Oh, that was getting it, ready to team. Yeah, that was teaming with Cena, weren't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he fought Cena, then team yeah, Cena, yeah, then yeah, he yeah. beat Cena again. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, Cena beat him. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's it, that's it. Um, so, but Rock and, Rock and Sock now, for me, as an actual era kid growing up, Rock and Sock were fucking, they're so funny. They were so, just a blend of two different styles that we'd seen kick fuck out of each other for so many years. They'd gone from the IQ it match to being Mick Foley copying The Rock and then The Rock kind of like thinking, you know, yes, I'll accept it. And now to the point where it's 2004 and The Rock's putting the mic in Foley's face and he's saying, you fucking finish my catchphrases. Do you know what I mean? It's like they've gone full circle. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, so, <clears throat> but it is that whole we've fought each other so many times mutual respect has yeah. made it a friendship no absolutely absolutely and so Ric Flair starts the match with The Rock uh, The Rock delivers a shoulder block and then mocks Flair with a strut uh, Flair delivers a chop in the corner then Rock fires back with some right hands and a backdrop to the floor they go and Flair meets Rock with a thumb to the eye garnage uh, Flair tags in Orton and Foley asks for the tag which Rock, Rock obliges uh, Orton bells to the floor Foley follows him Foley rams Orton into the announce table, delivers a clothesline before firing Orton back into the ring. I, I know keep going off topic about modern day. Yeah. But have you seen Orton recently on Twitter? Constantly mm. tweeting what? Oh, he wants a piece of the rock, doesn't he, at WrestleMania? I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah? No, no, I'd be down for that. Yeah, why? I would say if it was like, not with 10 years younger. Yeah, maybe. No, definitely. Definitely. See who the best third generation guy actually I don't even think now. I think The Rock, I imagine he's still fit enough and he's certainly fucking... Big enough. Ready enough. Uh, so yeah, why not? Go for it. I think it'd be absolutely, yeah, 100%. Uh, Batista makes the tag and delivers a series of knee lifts in the corner. The Rock hits the ropes and runs into a back el elbow from Big Dave for a two. Question. Who's had a better career in Hollywood? Dwayne or Dave? Dave. Bigger, Marvel. Bigger, bigger shows, yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, Dwayne will do out. You pay him, Dwayne will do it. Too fair, eh? Fucking, the list goes on in the shit films he's done. He's done some alright but Batista's only always done good ones. Yeah. Only the ones that make a fuck ton of money, Batista gets a part in. So yeah, Big Dave, 100%. Because Big Dave picks and chooses his films. Where Rock, I'll do it! I'll do it! 
like coming to cinemas near you, Dwayne the Rock Johnson starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Do you know what I mean? Dwayne Johnson is Johnson. Dwayne Johnson is Johnson Dwayne. Um, the Rock delivers a flying clothesline to Flair and a DDT to Orton. Rock brings Batista in and throws Orton to the floor. Rock turns around and gets hit with a spine buster from Batista. Quite stiff as well. Uh, Flair then goes for the greatest people's elbow ever. That was the best struck into the el elbow. Absolutely. But, but no, the Rock... Rock could just couldn't sell it, could he? That's it. But the Rock nips up and meets Flair with a right hand. Uh, Batista comes in and gets a DDT from the Rock. Rock connects with a spine buster to Flair and then connects with a people's elbow. This time with added strut. Flair kicks out at two and then thumbs Rock in the eye, allowing him to tag Orton. Uh, Flair goes for a chair, which brings the referee outside. That distraction allows Batista to come in, deliver a Batista bomb onto the Rock. Orton makes the cover though, but Rock gets the shoulder up. But Foley's watching this all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's he's, he sees Batista's power bomb. He's like... Uh, he knows Dwayne's got this. Yeah. He knows Dwayne's got this. Um, the Rock tags in Foley, who then delivers right hands to all of Team of Evolution. Double arm DDT connects to Orton, which brings out Mr. Socko. Foley goes for it, but then Orton hits what JR claims as out of nowhere RKO. But it kind of wasn't. Foley kind of just stopped. Foley could have blocked that by just going straight in for the mouth. I'm not having it. But Orton gets the RKO, gets the win in roughly around 17 minutes or so as the handicap rules prevail for the yeah. side with three. Obviously, the team of three of heels have got to Bye. go over. Back to Hollywood for Mr. That's how you're one. supposed to book when you face the returning legends. Yeah, oh. you know, you guys win. That was a perfect way. My only concern was they could have booked the finish better. It just felt like Foley went for the Mr. Socko and stopped for Orton then to, for him to jump up. And it that wasn't was that Foley smooth transition. Preparing but, himself. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, but That's how absolutely. you book up and comers against the old guys. Old guys are supposed to job, especially on the big pay-per-views. Definitely. Absolutely. You're not supposed to get the ha happy ending. Couldn't agree more. Um, but yeah, overall thoughts? Sock and Rock. It's one and gone. Entertaining. Yeah. As Mania oh. match, was it Mania level? Did you get the hype for Rock? Were you feeling the nostalgia? Were you feeling the buzz of seeing Foley? And, uh, like you said at the start, you've got Rock and Flair and uh, the opportunity of Rock and yeah. Orton. And it was, it, it was brilliant. It did all that stuff, but... As I said, I still think it should have been Orton and Foley, one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, we do get that next. Maybe have uh, what they did with Triple H and Sting at Mania 31, have runs. I have the, yeah, definitely. I I think, and then have maybe Rock make the save for the surprise running, for the yeah. theme music and the pop and, do you know, all that. But we do get that, obviously, going forward with Foley and Orton. Let's see where that goes. So it doesn't all begin again, does it? It's where it all carries on. Yeah. Where it all carries on. It's just... But it all begins again. Restart. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Uh, we get a recap of the 2004 Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, we get the inductees Bobby Heenan, El Matador, Tio Santana, Big John Studd, Harley Race, Pete Rose, Don Morocco, Greg Valentine, the Junkyard Dog, Superstar Billy Graham, Sergeant Slaughter and Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh my God. Apart from Pete Rose, you have got such a, a crop fucking of 80s fucking stars there, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? Jesse the Body, Greg Valentine. For me, I always grew up, Greg Valentine was the king of the mid-card for me growing up as a kid. And he always seemed to have the IC belt. Yeah. If it wasn't the Warrior that had it, Greg the Hammer seemed to always have it. He probably only had it once. But for me, it felt like he always had it. But then Big John Studd, obviously, winner of the first Rumble, uh, yeah. uh, second Rumble, sorry, uh, Tito Santana, 
Um, obviously, teaming with Strike Force with Rick Martel and then going on to be El Matador. You got Bobby Heenan. What were more needs to be said about Bobby Heenan? Harley Race. When they all came out, you hear all the booze for Pete Rose. Um, yeah, because he doesn't belong there. We, even I still is agree it, now. Is it because it's, it's celebrity wing, isn't it? Is it's, he a boss? Do you play for boss? He's the opposite Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Like the opposite team or yeah, something like that. Yankees. Yeah, 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 something like that. And uh, Big Johnson's stood. Uh, Big Johnson's son. Yeah, that's that's a mouthful to say, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Big 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 John Stud's son. Uh, will be on. Uh, our up and coming episode of Tough Enough 2004. Uh, Willie? Yes. Is he? I didn't know that, Willie. Oh my fucking lord. Bobby Heenan began his professional wrestling career in 1961. While he toiled as a wrestler for years, his true passion was to be a manager. Not only did Heenan fulfill that wish, he flourished. Without a doubt, the best wrestling manager ever in the wrestling history. Fittingly, Heenan was dubbed the brain as he acquired an unprecedented stable of talent. He just was instrumental in making the careers of so many of the great wrestlers. I don't know that Bobby himself could tell you what caused and what created his success. He was born with a gift, a gift of being able to entertain. And Heenan was never more entertaining than when working with his partner and dear friend, Gorilla Monsoon. Worrying for humanoids, like you white suckers out there that can't make the payment on your 65 Plymouth, they're gonna repo. They were just great together. They were funny to watch. And they, uh, that's probably why they, they had a good relationship together. Have you gotten a lot of cards and letters? Uh, I was just gonna mention, there's a lot of people concerned about me. I understand that, uh, while well, in Beverly Hills, I happen to know that my mailman right there is hunchback. I'm just carrying my mail. Bobby and Gorilla were like Abbott and Costello. Bobby Heenan would always come with something that was off the wall, a statement that you would least expect. I told him not to touch that midget. You never touch a midget. You never know where they've been. <laughs> You're disgusting. You're completely disgusting. Bobby has the best wit of anybody I've ever met. He's as good as any stand-up comic on television. He's as funny as anybody I've ever heard. How long have you been married, sir? 21 years. You realize on your wedding night, if you'd have killed her, you'd be out now? <laughs> He's one of the funniest, most sarcastic, probably the wittiest guy I have ever met in my life, and I've met a lot of them. You just love to hate Bobby Heenan, and, and uh, when the crowd started chanting, weasel. I don't have fur on my body. I do not have a tail. They hated him and booed him, but yet they enjoyed when he came out because he was entertaining. He was very animated. Bobby was so red hot as a manager, all he had to do was one weasel chant, turn his head, and the place erupted. I'm lucky. I'm lucky I've had, or I've had, I'm lucky I've gotten to go all over the world. I've been on a bus, I've been on a boat, I've been on a camel backwards. How many people get to do the things I've done? There'll just never be another Bobby Heenan. The last great manager in wrestling was Bobby the Brain Heenan, make no mistake about it. To have Bobby the Brain Heenan inducted into the Hall of Fame is a must. He is one of the most unique men I've ever known. So, it is time for part one's main event. Thought it was a great way to finish part one. 
as it is time for the first ever interpromotional Playboy Wankfest with <laughs> Stacey Keebler, Jackie Gader, Sable and Tori Wilson. Tony Chimmel absolutely fucking loved announcing the spot match this was. When he, because MSG, they cheered at Playboy. And the minute he said that word, he, he marked out himself. It was absolutely brilliant. So Michael, before we get into the nitty gritty and the meat and potato of the match, how did we get here? Over to you. You tell well, the fans who don't know how we got to this opportunity of a lifetime for the attendance of Madison Square Garden this evening. So, uh, it was announced, I believe it was December? Yep. Right about that time, the WWE will have two of their divas appear on the cover of Playboy together. Yes. Obviously, as Sable and Toy have already been in Playboy, they were obviously the favourites because they've got two reasons as to why each. Very, very much so. Very much. Beautiful set of eyes. Beautiful set of eyes. Yeah. Yep. Bit of self. Yep. Uh, so on Raw, you had Miss Jackie and Stacey Keebler putting their putting forward their argument. Uh, their, their arguments. Place. Is that what we call veritas? I'm putting forward my oh, arguments. That's, that's what I'm going <laughs> to... That's what I'm about <laughs> to say. She's got a lovely set of arguments. Because Stacey Keebler, beautiful woman. Yeah. Missing two things. No, I disagree. She's, she's I not... think I think she'd look out of proportion to me. We have a big set of arguments. I think yeah, she's sure. got, yeah. She's think it works. Think it works. She's all about the legs. She's, she's about the legs. legs. The arse. That's it. The That's arse. it. So we come to the ring. They all come out in dresses. I thought that it was going to be an evening gown match where you take the clothes off, we win. No, it's pinfall and submission. So Sable gets a bit giddy, you know. Darren Torres out getting naked already. Stacey's all over it because obviously boobs and that. So she takes her clothes off, and Jackie Gadia, who's arguing about she wants to be in Playboy. Yeah. She's arguing that she doesn't want to take a dress off. Well, you want to get your tits off. You know what? Don't Playboy is. Uh, Taz gets excited and says he's taking his clothes off as well. And then Michael Cole says, "Oh, you stabbed me with my pencil," and he goes, "That's not my pencil." Oh, okay, <laughs> now. Um, so Taz is saying it's that thing. Taz is saying that he's, he's that thing. And then Michael went, Michael goes, yeah, you see, it's your pencil. Did you grab his dick? <laughs> uh, the MSG, they're booing Jackie Gadia because she won't take her clothes off. <laughs> That's 2004 wrestling. Booing a woman for not taking her clothes off. <laughs> uh, and Michael, Cole, Michael Cole states that MSG has played host to Elvis, Ali and Frank Sinatra. And tonight it plays host to the Playboy Invitational Interpromotional Wankfest. Oh, there they go. Hey, by the way, thanks for winning that coin toss. So we can uh, call this match instead of oh, JRK. I'll tell you, Jerry the King Lawler, I talked <laughs> him early. He's very upset over this call. He's pouting over there. Yeah, I'll don't worry. I'll get his line in. I'll do it now. Puppies! <laughs> wow. Oh, I cannot wait for this. Tori didn't look too impressed, did she? Well, uh, I'm impressed. Sable, uh, I don't think Sable's impressed, but I'll tell you, I am. Let's go, now I know this is supposed to be an evening gown match, but quite frankly, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable and a little restricted. <laughs> so Tori and I have decided that we would like to start this match with our gowns off. <laughs> Alrighty then. That is, of course, if it's okay with all of you. Yes. Affirmative. Yes. It's okay with this audience. Well, in that case, let's begin. 
Well, let's get to... Do you mind helping me? You're all excited. I, I, I just can't wait for it. Oh, I want to be referee Jack Doan. Everybody just let me sit for the dress. Oh. Well, so much for the evening gown, well, match. Well, let's... Uh, <laughs> Well, she was a little restrained. Oh my God! <laughs> Sable was a little restricted, I guess. Well, oh my! Well, sometimes a pitch is worth <laughs> more than words, or whatever that saying is. Too uh, many crickets. Too many crickets. Well, I don't know. It's, I, I lost the use of my tongue. So it is pinfall and submission. Um, so Sable and Jackie start. Uh, Sable kicks her in the corner, Sable connects with a snapmare and tags in Tori who comes off the top of a crossbody for two which was a lot better than Christian's crossbody attempt from earlier. Um, also, they don't actually ever refer to Sable as former women's champion. No. And it's the same belt. And they don't uh, acknowledge something else about Sable either. What, that after this match when she wins she's got she's the anti-taker? She's, she's the only person with a perfect record. Three and oh. Her and Mero beating... Uh, Goldust and Luna, uh, uh, obviously winning this, and um, it's also her versus, versus Tory, X Pax Tory, WrestleMania 15, the anti taker, the perfect so, fucking streak. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Brock Lesnar's wife Sable <laughs> has got a better streak at Mania than her husband. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jackie, she tags out to Stacey, who comes in with a cartwheel. Uh, it's such, such fucking women's evolution, this. Uh, Stacey sends Tori into the corner and chokes out Tori with a fucking beautiful list. One of her greatest moves. It's the Kevin Nash leg choke in the corner. It's foot choke, even. Uh, they trade a series of near falls, which was so mad for the camera angle and the camera shots to be absolutely perverted to the nines of yeah. zoom-ins and closes of Stacey and Tori's crotches as they proceeded to roll around the ring and keep showing each other's over and over again for what was what the, the commentary were describing as oh near falls it's i get it and i get the sexual side of it but also it's come on it's fucking come on kevin's on this is just your toilet break absolutely the, um Je jerry lola hit a, a note that this was a slobber knocker I brought the slobber they brought that and jerry goes will you stop yeah it's like like uh gorilla and bobby Heenan. Um, so the finish of the match, tag to Jackie who walks into a spear and a pull-apart brawl gets the referee tied up with the ladies and old Jack Doan loves it for five minutes as they roll over him with the first time I think we've ever seen that spot then it goes on to be repeated in every fucking woman's knicker match and bra and panties yeah. matches going forward. Um, but Tory rolls... started at Invasion Hill 1. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. With Mick Foley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He loved that. Yeah, match. yeah, yeah. Um, but Jackie goes for a roll-up Tori rolls through, pulling the underwear, revealing Jackie's ass to pick up the victory in around two and a half minutes. Um, so, as we said, Sable become the first woman to win three Mania matches in a row. Um, other guys, other people have done it and won them in a row, but then lost. She never has another match at Mania. No. But she has the perfect streak. Sable fucking Undertaker. Who the hell can? Oh, I, took, oh, I picked the blonde. I want the hot blonde to win. I'm picking the referee. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, look at this! <laughs> man, look at Jackie! Look at Tori! <laughs> yeah, look at Jackie! Man. Look at Jack Doan! <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh! Jackie! The, the slap! There's a roll up over it! Oh yeah! Wait a minute, Jackie! Oh, 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 o
Oh my Royal God, we all won! Smackdown, Corey Wilson and Seaball! Look at this! <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'll tell you, I love Tori, she's my favorite. And Sable, Smackdown! Look at Sable. Look at Tori. Look at Stacy. She's upset with Jackie. Hey, you know, Raw was bragging a lot out here. That they were going to win this evening down match, but the Playboy Cover well, Girls come out on top. Yeah, but Cole, all kidding aside, there's no doubt Stacy and Jackie are both gorgeous, but Stacy's upset. Jackie's storming out of here. She's a woman, she's got a temper. It's not shocking. And Tori and Sable are victorious. Uh, I think before we finish this part one episode, uh, we'll just cover the, quickly touch on the next segment of the show, where we see all the fans outside. It's what we spoke about earlier, where they picked the English of the English to ask them their thoughts on tonight's entertainment. So we got um, some scouse who said he's waited nine years to go to WrestleMania. So he's probably had to rob grandmas for nine, nine years, years to save up enough money to go to WrestleMania. Everybody. Sorry, everyone in the country. You're about to get offended by the WWE. It's not me off my fault. They made me say this because of the characters they picked. Then we've uh, got Irish and we've got, No, we've got Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran comes out and says, WrestleMania is the place to come. Well, after that last match, yeah. place, that wedding, perfect. Uh, CM Punk, they see him and he says, uh, he's been sat in a corner since September waiting for today. The full emo kid, wasn't he? Like heroin emo kid or something. Sat in the corner. You're uh, watching the, that we get the fucking state of them two Irish fellas. Seamus and Balor. We've got Seamus and Balor. Balor Biggin. He's got. He looks like a gargoyle. Isn't it? Tiddly oity oi. We're coming to wrestle fucking mania. Potato mania. To be sure. We can't do Irish accents, Mike. That's for sure. Let me see this brummy. I'm the fucking man. We see this brummy and his goth mate. Um, who says, since we've done here, we've done everything. We've done the brunch, we've done the signings. Yeah, we've done everything. Well, if that's everything, that sounds like such a boring fan access. Um, and then the Brummies' dad pipes in and says, we've been to Disneyland, but this is just a buzz. My old skin is fucking tingling. I've been looking forward to it since September. I got my tickets in pre-sale. Um, I can't really explain how exciting it is to be here. Been waiting for it for months. I'm really looking forward to seeing the Undertaker back. The Undertaker, the dead man, is coming back, man. He's coming back. Travelled several hours on the plane from Birmingham, England. So. We've done uh, the brunch. The uh, where else have we done signing Sign sessions? Everywhere, every, everything they've been, we've we've gone. We've gone. It's WrestleMania 20, and it's going to be the greatest show of all time, and it's an honour to be here, and we came all the way from Ireland. We've been to Disney World, but this is ten times better. I'm just a buzz. The whole skin is tingling. I can't believe it. WrestleMania 20, where it all be... Ugh! Ugh! What? All right, then. It was just, it felt very strange that they picked such a, an eclectic taste of the, the English. Um, I played that clip before we ended this program. It's absolutely terrible. Have they picked the worst of the worst of the English merry folk? Um, but we, we will leave part one there. We've got into the the fun part, I think, of WrestleMania. Yeah. In part two, we're going to get serious. We're going to talk Triple H, Benoit, Michaels, Taker, Kane, Lesnar, Goldberg, Angle, Eddie. It's going to get serious. The return in part of the two. dead man. The return of the dead man. And Molly and Victoria. And Molly gets her hair fucking shaved off. But for part one, that's going to be coming with you ASAP and we're going to record part two next week and that'll be with you probably the week after this gets live. So WrestleMania will be a full two week. F 
fucking festival. Extravaganza. Look out on social media for all the videos and the posts that we will be doing in the next couple of weeks as well. Hyping Mania, getting everyone excited for the 20th episode of Wrestle Granddaddy Mania. But Michael, where can they always find us if they don't already? And why don't you find us on Facebook, Twitter, all the social media platforms? It's at RAA Podcast. That is it. And until part two of Wrestle Granddaddy Mania, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Until then, peace, peace out, people. people. Sweating my blood too. I'm wearing a smell sphere. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smelled I was hot. I want it all. Excess. The sex and what success. Stress us. I want it all. No less. So come on.